James, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be on here. Uh, just as a way of introduction, uh, James is actually a great friend of mine, and I've known him for a, for a while now. But James encompasses a lot of the things that we always talk about. And um, I, I'm super excited to do this episode with James and talk to you guys about James. And there's a lot of things that I admire about James, so I'll be able to highlight. But believe it or not, James and I met in the steam room of our gym. <laughs> uh, shout out to the old Adelaide Club, which is unfortunately closed down now due to COVID. Um, so we, we were sitting in uh, the steam room after working out and uh, just started talking. And James said, yeah, I'm thinking about starting a financial technology company. I'm like, seriously, I work in, you know, yeah, I, I do better work in financial technology. And he goes, oh, yeah. And then we got to talking and he told me about his idea. And at the time he, he hadn't started the company yet, but man of his word, he followed through and he quit a great job and he started this firm and he's been doing awesome. And uh, I, I'm very proud to say that uh, I'm, a, I'm a small uh, investor in, in his business. I, I, I was very happy to, to be uh, supportive. And but more than anything else, it just goes to show how um, confident I was in James because uh, even though James is quite young much younger than myself um, I felt like he is the right person and he's got the right stuff so with that very flattering introduction James I'll turn it to you to just uh, tell everyone about yourself a little my man just your background no awesome uh, you know thank you so much uh, Ali uh, you know uh, very, very quickly, just on meeting you, you were the first meeting that I ever had uh, starting a business. That was uh, was getting in front of you. It was like, the, yeah, I hadn't done the networking thing very strong before um, and uh, wasn't part of my old job, um, you know, very, very computer heavy uh, before, but uh, it was my first, my first meeting. You took me out for breakfast, I remember, at, at Stratus, and we had a discussion. It was very inspiring, and it was really cool to see and learn from you for years since. Um, so yeah, this is, this is awesome, but very, very flattering introduction. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about uh, me and my background and then, and then kind of how I started um, Cap Intel and, uh, and then happy to kind of go from there. But so I'm from, I'm from Halifax, I'm kind of born and raised, grew up, uh, did accounting at uh, Dalhousie. Both my parents teach there. And so it was kind of a rite of passage in the family to a certain degree. Um, and then uh, I, Came, I did some audit work, you know, really wasn't for me um, in Halifax. Um, you know, thankfully, I had a great mentor and sponsor within, within the, the firm there. And, uh, and then he ended up helping me get into the uh, mid-market investment bank at KPMG uh, Corporate Finance, and, and I moved to Toronto. Um, so I, I had always had this idea for, you know, a, a Trivago for mutual funds and ETFs back in sort of 2016 when I was, when I was thinking about it. You know, really looked like robo advice was was going to be this big thing, and it, so it was going to sort of flip the whole advisory model on its head. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe not everybody wants to go straight to a robo. Maybe they want to have sort of an, an ability to influence their own investment decisions, and so um, we can uh, we can provide that. And, and um, had that idea, I, I quit my job with that idea. And uh, 13 days in, I was at a self-directed investor conference and I ran into some advisors who were there prospecting and they said, 
you know, it's really hard for us to select investments too. This is a really complicated process. Um, there's not really many easy ways to uh, find the data. It's, it's, we can do it, but it's really cumbersome. And I thought, um, well, you know, if, if there's a need on the professional side, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So, so you know, 13 plus one days in, I, uh, I switched, uh, pivoted, dropped the direct-to-consumer approach and have been working with uh, financial advisory firms and asset management sales teams ever since. So I'm um, quite kind of a, a, a left turn, but I thought a lot of stars aligned. I think I knew I probably wasn't a B2C uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> at least not the first time through. And so uh, I decided to kind of make the change. Um, but that's a bit about sort of how I started um, and sort of where, where I came from. Man, you touched on a bunch of things that are really cool and you know, I, I usually like to focus on the common traits, like beyond the specific business and what you do to make a certain business work. I like to focus on the core qualities that help you achieve your success because those are fi- I find are more transferable. So whether somebody's trying to find uh, a good good job or whether they're trying to build a business or have a relationship or get through school, some of the core characters uh, will help them. And so these are the same things that are really transferable. And you've already touched on a few of them. One was the fact that you had the guts, um, the courage to say, hey, man, I have this vision. I want to build a business. You've told me in our personal conversations over and over again that you always wanted to start a business. You have no idea how many people I meet who say that to me. Oh, I've always wanted to start a business. I'm entrepreneurial. I'm going to wait for this. I'm going to wait for that. Well, there is no perfect minute. Just just do it. The perfect minute is now. Just do it. If there's like a very specific thing you got to get through, that's fine. But like otherwise, just start. And you were one of those people who did it. Um, so, so the fact that you had the courage to follow your dream and do it, that was big. The fact that you were able to shift. So you go from a job where you're not talking to people, you're not doing presentations. All of a sudden, you're putting yourself out there talking to people. That's pretty big. I admire that, doing what you need to do instead of like, I'm introverted, I'm extroverted. Like, fuck all of that. Do what you need to do, man. Um, the fact that you pivoted your vision, that's something I talk about all the time, man. People get way too fixated on a solution. They're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. No, what you have to do is build a successful business. Absolutely. How you get there, like your solution, your product, your approach should change depending on what's going to yield the best results. And then I do want to come back and talk to you about the B2C versus B2B kind of business. For anyone who's not familiar with that term, B2B means business to business and B2C means business to direct consumer or client. And there is a big difference in businesses that deal with other businesses versus businesses that deal with actual end clients. And and that's something that I do want to talk, uh, come back and talk to because a lot of people who are thinking about starting businesses, they really should think about which one they think they'd be better at, just categorically. So just to go back on that, man, but, but before we get to that, what kind of qualities do you, do you think in yourself have been most important in you going through the various ups and downs and challenges of starting your own business and then now you know you've you've been on a great trajectory i know you've been doing really well but and i know you faced a lot of challenges but talk to me about some of the core qualities core core characteristics that you think were very helpful 
Um, yeah, no, thanks. I, I, I think you definitely touched on a lot and, and some of the things that I, I definitely want to talk about um, today. So, you know, I think I was really lucky because I've thought about career for my entire life um, and I've always wanted to run a business. Like conviction since I was, can remember, literally, I've always thought about jobs. I've always daydreamed about, you know, running a business someday. And that was like the one piece of conviction, which I understand isn't, isn't most people's path. And I feel really blessed to kind of just have this random obsession with wanting to run a business. And so I think I always had kind of the, the conviction. Um, I also think I'm, I'm, I'm a cautious person to a large extent, and I wanted to make sure that I was ready um, you know, and, and, and that I, I didn't have a big ID in university. I wanted to go, okay, I'll, I'll do the accounting thing. I'm going to instead invest in making myself an investable person, right? So what credentials can I give you as a potential investor that I don't know, that's going to make you want to invest in me to trust that I have a professional designation or that I, you know, I did well in school or that I've, I've worked in the industry. Like what can I do to build out that kind of resume for myself that says, okay, I don't need an idea right now, but I do need to capitalize on it when I get the idea. And, you know, that was, um, it's it definitely slightly safer route. It, I would probably argue it's the more, it's the more painful route because you do have to spend years doing stuff that you know, you don't want to do in the long term. And, you know, at a certain point, um, I called myself out and I said, look, I don't want to do, I don't want to do investment banking long term. Right. It just wasn't, I was enjoying it. I felt like I learned a ton, but I'm like, I've learned what I wanted from this. And, and I know I don't want to be my boss. I don't want to be my boss's boss. That's not like the career and trajectory that I want to go down. And so I had to call myself out on it a little bit and, you know, start to really search and, and start to work on a business plan or an idea and spend time, you know, outside of working hours to give myself that ability. And it was really, really um, uh, hard. And, and I think that that was part that, you know, you definitely go through a, a more, it's not a free route, right? It's a more painful route because you're going to send yourself down the wrong path that you know, but you're there to build and to invest. And at a certain point, that pain of, you know, I'm not doing the thing I really want to do will probably become acute enough that you'll change it. So I definitely say qualities, uh, you know, is, is if you have something that's great, if you know what you want to do, that's awesome. If you don't invest in you, you know, invest in you for things that people will give you credit for as well. You know, it can't just be some internal stuff that, that, that you can't market. You know, you can't, uh, for example, flunk out of, of school um, because you want to uh, read a bunch of books, you know, that you think are going to help you. Business books uh, are going to help you because that's not something that's going to give you currency when it comes to potentially getting, um, uh, getting investors. It, it could, you know, you look at some exceptions to that rule for sure. But I mean, you know, let's play the averages here to a certain extent. If you're going down this, that sort of route of taking your time, try to pick that. And I'd also say, if you can avoid getting into an industry that's too specific, so if you can stay in things like financial services, management consulting, professional services, where you sort of operate outside of businesses, you know, you're auditing them, or you're selling them, or you're providing uh, advice to them. Like that gives you an opportunity to see a really wide range of industries and companies that allow you to sort of say, hey, this is really cool. I like this space. And I'm going to dig into that. Um, so those are some of the things I think are, are really important uh, that I felt helped me. James, that was really well said, man. I was taking notes here. First of all, I love that term, make yourself an investable person. 
Like that's beautifully said. And and I have that discussion a lot of times with people because sometimes a lot of the younger individuals that I speak to one-on-one, they always have this thing where like, I haven't come across what I want to do yet. And then when I do, then I'll do everything I need to. And and it's, I always tell them, no, no, you have to put tools in the toolbox so that you're ready. You can't just wait to get, like you have to put, you, it takes time, right? Like it takes time, like you said, to become someone that you can. Invest. In fact, when you and I met, I was, I, in, my investment was in you because it was literally day one. Like I didn't yeah. know what you're going to do. And in fact, as a rule, I don't invest in other financial technology companies, A, because I'm deeply invested in my own, but B, because if I end up having to work with them down the line, then it could come off unethical because now I'm biased because I have my own investment in this company. I barely knew what you're going to do, but I knew you, I can invest in. And, and that really, you said that really well. And I think that's critical. So if you don't have an exact direction just yet, make yourself investable, make yourself somebody that other people can look at and say, yeah, I can work with that guy. I can invest in that guy. And that takes time. And you're right. And you have to earn your stripes. So that was beautifully said. The other thing you said that I took note on was you said I had to call myself out. Bar none, the most important thing that I think anybody needs to have in life is self-awareness. If you are not self-aware, you are fucked. You need to be self-aware. I'm sorry to put it bluntly, but it's a fact. If you are not self-aware, if you don't know where your blind spots are, if you don't, if you're delusional, if other people can talk to you bluntly and tell you the truth, these are all problems. So the fact that you had that self-awareness to me is, is absolutely critical. And the last thing I wrote was, you said I had to start working on it outside of work hours. And that's also critical because that's also a common excuse. People are like, I don't have time. Well, look, you're doing 70 hours for your job or you're doing what, 40 hours? Well, what are you doing the rest of the time? I mean, certainly you have maybe an hour, two hours, three hours a day, a week to spend on this other adventure and then hey sure enough you do that after six months or a year you've spent enough time where now you have a bit of a sense and a direction and then like you said like if you 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 spend your time in a generally good area whether it's you know uh let's say you know like you said the financial services or consulting services around like management or or or, Mm -hmm. uh, advising or whatever it is that that you think you have to offer by spending that little bit of time here and there, researching, talking to people, looking into trends, then you might zero in on something and say, all right, now this is something I can actually sink my teeth into. So those were all awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing all of that. Uh, so do me a favor, man, because I know you've gone through some really interesting challenges. I have been with you at our breakfast spots, the days where you're sweating bullets you've got it you know thousand things rushing through your head share some of those stories my man uh I, I, yeah for for sure no i i definitely will i do want to double down just quickly on a, on a point you made that that was something i think i really wanted to get across you know you said that a lot of people say i want to i want to wait until i have the idea and then i'm going to do x you know and i think i think it's really easy to say i'm you know once this has happened all these other great things are going to occur and, and I think something that's important to mention, especially for people who are looking to start a business, 
is, is there is no ceremony or process or difference. You know, I was in a job that I got gotten to a point where I really wasn't happy. And I thought, oh, once I start this business, I'm going to feel amazing every day. And it's going to be super easy. And work's not going to feel like work. And then I, I left my job and I walked into, you know, I was renting, a, 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 I had a, you know, basement lounge pass at um, one of the co-working places there. And, it, you know, and I walked in and I was like, I guess I just start now. And, and, you know, it's, it's like when you turn, oh, so you turn, you, you know, turn 30 or you turn 20, you have a big birthday. And it was like, oh, how does it feel? And you're like, completely the same. You start a business. How does it feel? Completely the same, right? How's your motivation? You know, uh, waiting right now. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm freaking out, right? Like that was a lot of the first days. And, and eventually, yes, eventually, yes, there'll be like a lot more happiness and you will really, really like it. But, you know, there are, there are definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, it is a business, you know, you do get paid. <laughs> there is work involved, right? Like uh, that's what it's for, right? It, and I think, I think that that's a big part for me that I think is really important that, that I wanted to definitely get across is like, don't put too much behind when this happens, because you can sort of, you'll be shocked at how, and I did for sure. Right. And so I'm talking experience, you know, I'll, I'll go to the gym more when I'm, when I'm doing this or I'll, or I'll you know, I'll, I'll be more disciplined when I start a business. And, and a lot of that has actually happened, but, but it didn't happen just all, all, all of a sudden automatically. I, I just came to another, another role and, and, you know, I, I was more stressed out and, you know, I didn't necessarily feel infinite motivation instantaneously. I thought, this is really scary. You know, have I done the right thing? And, uh, you know, that was a lot more of the first days. So, so I think it's important too, to, to just realize like the more of that stuff you've got dialed in beforehand, or especially around personal, you know, um, personal life around, um, habits, around work ethic, like that stuff is going to be what's going to get you to go across once you sort of start your own path, but don't expect to be like, instant infinite motivation that's just not that's just not how it works no no well nothing is and and that idea of just take a positive step forward and just do what you can and then over time it starts to snowball that that idea that you know you hear all the time from you know all kinds of inspiring sources rings true you I mean you just have to start and then just take a step forward not every day is going to be perfect not every day you're going to feel perfect but you got to keep moving. And, you know, the idea of taking small, consistent steps all the time um, is always more effective than that moment, this euphoric moment or this like eureka moment. It doesn't happen. And I honestly do blame movies to an extent because in movies, there's always this one second that everything just falls into place. And all of a sudden, like this guy's life turns around. Whereas in real life, it's never like that. It's repetition, repetition, repetition a thousand times. Like there's very few things that anger me. And I suppose I'm not like angry about it. But one of the things that does ring silly with me when people like say it, especially with work, sometimes like a client or something, they'll say like, I've already said this before. So what? Say it again. This is the way life goes. You have to repeat yourself. We all learn through repetition. No one learns one instant. Nothing turns around in one moment. So I, I really like that message and I couldn't agree with you more. It's the consistency and you got to stick to it and there's going to be shit days and good days and you're not always going to be clear on where you're going, but just keep going. That That's important. 
Yeah, I think too. And as well, at a certain point, success begets success, you know, and, and I think that people see like rapid rise of a lot of companies and they thought that, that just happened, but you, know, you can be hacking away at it for a long time before that happens. And, you know, it's, it's that, that classic saying the overnight, uh, overnight success that took 10 years or whatever, like it's, it's a lot of it's that, and, you know, as more people find out about you and you've proven out more and you're de-risked and more people can, can work with you. Like there is sort of a self, uh, self-fulfilling um, sort of f- like flywheel or what have you that ha- that occurs at a certain point, but but it won't happen at once, you know, and it will definitely be delayed. And I think that that's important. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I'd say on the on the business story side of you know uh, running into some issues, uh, yeah, definitely been through a fair amount. You know, I don't think I, I started off on the perfect foot um, when I uh, when I I sort of started the business, and you know, I, I would say Ali, you were. Uh, key in, you know, both advising me and, and talking me off the ledge um, many times, you know, and, uh, and it was really inspirational. Um, I remember always feeling a little bit of pressure, but also feeling really glad whenever I'd go see you, because I knew you'd, you'd, you know, you'd sort of say like, you know what you're supposed to do, uh, you know, you know, this is wrong, or you know, you need to change that, or you kind of, you'd expose things that I was already insecure about um, within our direction or our vision or, or whatever. Uh, and, and then, but you'd also be saying it from, you know, we, we'd be at a breakfast, we'd be having this great time. You know, the time I was either paying myself nothing or very, very little. And so I wasn't sort of in the spot to be there, but I'd say, okay, here's a guy successful, you know, he's giving me this type of advice. And, you know, I, I don't know, um, how many dozens of breakfasts we went to, but it was actually really important and critical early, early days for sure. Um, to have that support, you know, and investing in me, uh, as well was, was sort of massive, but I, I think, you know, when it comes to sort of the, some of the things that we had to overcome, you know, I think it's like, I started a business that I hadn't had a lot of experience in the industry before. Right. So I was an investment banking that is selling companies, right. Um, owner operated businesses like mid market. It actually, it hilariously like prepped me very, very well for what I do today. It's very much like project management with Excel and PowerPoint. You're building decks all the time. You're negotiating term sheets. Like, and a lot of that's still what I do now. If you think of enterprise sales, there's a lot of decks and it's it's a lot of analysis. And then you're you know long protracted negotiations for contracts, and it actually flows kind of really well. Um, so not I would say for sure to that note, you know, corporate jobs aren't bad, and they don't they aren't they aren't bad for starting a company. They're actually really good for giving like a really structured discipline in in that as well. Um, but but yeah, I, I think um, you know start starting off there. Uh, uh, ran, ran into some issues of, I didn't have like a perfect idea. And cause I pivoted so quickly after I started, right. It was a very kind of confusing spin around time where I hadn't worked in this industry before. And I had heard this problem consistently of, you know, it's really hard to compare products. It's really hard for us to be able to view a lot of this, this investment analytics. Here's like the 50 different ways that people try to do it because it's just, all of this is, is way more opaque than you would have necessarily thought kind of walking into it. I felt like early days, there was a lot of information overload. And I think I had a really hard time focusing. Um, It wasn't until literally last year, so uh, almost four years in, um, that I heard a piece of advice um, from Ajay Agarwal, who was uh, one of the, he's this brilliant um, prof at U of T, but he started Creative Instruction Lab. Um, He was a big part of Next uh, Canada, which are sort of two, uh, startup incubators and entrepreneurial incubators. And, you know, he said that most startups don't, f- 
fail because they don't have a good idea and because they don't have a good team, most startups fail because they run out of time. I thought that was really interesting to hear. And he said, you know, something he really recommends, which is a, an amazing piece of advice to have, is to work on a six week plan and to just do everything in sort of six weeks chunks. Like it's enough time to basically test out whatever you need to test out, validate the assumption you need to validate, but without sort of committing your whole life to it. And I think that especially early days, you know, when I'm like, I've never had anybody work with me before. I haven't had employees before. I wasn't, wasn't a manager when I left my job. Um, making that transition to sort of a more of a leadership role and then also not really having a, a perfect understanding of exactly what I needed to do to start this business and to make this product. I didn't know how to code. I didn't know any developers. Like a lot of that stuff, you know, I, I definitely spun my wheels for way more than six weeks on a lot of these like issues that just didn't make any sense. And so I think a big part that we started out wrong was we started out sort of essentially just sort of running around in circles, trying to figure out where to start, um, which I think, uh, I think burned, you know, like at least four months, if not six. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I love how honest you are about this stuff. But first of all, thank you for the very kind words. I appreciate them. It was a pleasure to have those breakfasts and I look forward to more when COVID is done. I know you're out Absolutely. east right now, but uh, whenever you're back to Toronto, love to like, love to sit down with you. Um, you obviously know focus is my favorite word. Uh, so I, I appreciate you saying that. I And I absolutely love the six-week um trunks and, and looking at things in that sense and you and I have had this conversation before and you said it yourself like when you bring someone onto the team you know what you know yes you know making a decision after three days is too soon but six weeks gives you enough time to, to know what's going on or if you're you're you know piloting an idea six weeks you know I've never I'd never formulated it in that that sense as as formally as you put it but but now when I when you said that I started thinking and I was like it makes a lot of sense like there were a lot of things that we wanted to do we would sort of automatically give that kind of you know timeline to maybe a couple of months and see how things go but it's important to do that and that's something that I actually talk about a lot with with a lot of times people are like they overcomplicate what they need to do they're like I need to raise. $800 billion and engage, you know, 300 million people to be able to know, no, 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 you don't, you don't. Like, if that's what you're thinking, like, obviously I'm exaggerating with the numbers I'm saying, but I sit across so many people who have these ideas that are just like so ludicrously big, you, you can never explore that. So unless you, you're, uh, you know, in a position to, to raise a billion dollars and you have like an actual billion dollar idea, most of the times it doesn't work that way. Most of the times you need to get an idea, shrink it down to something that you can test out and pilot in six weeks, for example, and see what, is, you know, what happens with that. If you're just waiting for something to happen on a billion dollar scale, then maybe you'll be waiting for a long time and you're never going to know and you're never actually going to be able to move forward. So I, I love that idea and I love the idea of being able to break things down 
pilot testing it, getting a sense of the direction and then adjusting as you need to before wasting a ton of time and energy. Now, I got to ask you, my man, I know you're real disciplined uh, before the gym shut down. Uh, you know, that's where you and I met all the time. We're at the gym all the time. But any specific rituals that you follow that you think are helpful in, in keeping you disciplined and on track with the business? Wow. Um, that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, tons. Um, I think for me, like I'm always, I have, I think a healthy level of obsession with, with discipline and with expressing it in different ways. Um, well, you I, I, healthy level just to piss on my level of obsession. <laughs> like, you know, when it comes to food, you and I kind of uh, drive around. I can't eat the same thing every day, but <laughs> I'm envious. I wish I could, um, <laughs> but uh, it'd be way easier for dieting. But no, I, I think for me, like something I try to do daily if I can. And, and I, I am pretty good sort of six days out of the week, let's say five to six days of the week is, is I try to go to the gym. Um, and I try to have goals at the gym, um, as a way to express and to practice discipline. Um, because obviously, you know, if I go, I try to go in the morning, um, whatever time you go, it doesn't matter. I try to go in the morning. It's, it's difficult. You know, that's kind of the point, you know, it's going to be difficult. Um, there are incremental small improvements, but if you compare it to the um, feedback time that you get starting a business and running a business, that is such a long time, right? It might take us, especially now, like we, we are in enterprise sales. So we work with large financial institutions. They have long processes. You're looking at, you know, a quick process is maybe three months, right? And a long process can be one to two years, right? It really just depends between that first discussion you have and getting to a deal, which is sort of that reward at the end that says, you know, validation and all these other things. And I think the, the thing I like about the gym or I like about that, that ritual or meditation or anything that you do that you don't really want to do every day, but you consistently do it is that it's a little victory and it's a little feedback and it's a little win that you can give yourself that makes those longer term weights of the big meaningful wins that take longer feel like they're way shorter because you win every day, right? And if you're, if you're getting these small, um, these small tasks in, you're feeling productive. Or if I was, say, I was, when I was at KPMG, every day I would work on the business plan. You know, we're always, it was never really fun. You're like, I would much rather do anything else than sort of just randomly think and write on a sheet of paper. Um, you know, especially if you had worked a long week and, and, uh, you, you, you wouldn't be able to just immediately motivate yourself to work on something you weren't really sure how it was going to turn into the thing you wanted it to. Um, it, it, you know, that productivity though, was a small win every day. It was a small step towards, I think it's really like trying to find a few of those pieces that you really can relate with. For me, it's fitness. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of my thing that I love, um, or cooking. I really like to cook. I really like cooking difficult things, maybe like once a week, if I can find something that stretches me a little bit or doing gnocchi or something that I've never done before, you know, for a dinner party or, or what have you. And, you know, these things are, you know, kind of fun, but like ways to feel productive, I think is really, really important. So that, that's what I try to focus on every day as well as preparing myself for work. So I won't just like wake up and walk straight into the, in, into the room, uh, in the room at home and, and start cracking on. 
um, you know, I try to kind of prep myself a bit more and, and realize that I'm, I'm ramping myself up for the day. And so when I hit it, I'm at my peak kind of, you know, getting a good pace kind of running into it. Right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, anywhere you look at it, anyone that I talk to, we always come back to some of these basics and discipline is just one of those things you can't get away from, right? You need creativity, you need all that kind of stuff, but you got to be disciplined in your approach. And if you're not, you need someone who is disciplined to run the business for you. If you all you want to do is focus on certain certain creative aspects of it but that discipline is is absolutely there um i know i've already taken a lot of your time um but i do and you've you've given us a lot of quote-unquote golden nuggets already james but um i want to ask you one more thing and i want i want you to please talk to me about the importance of finding the right people to tag along the journey with you because this is not to say some people are bad or some people are good, but not everyone's made out for this journey and not everyone's certainly meant to be your partner or mine. They might be great in a different partnership, but not necessarily with us. So I know that uh, you, you have some good experience on this and I'd love to hear your thoughts on picking the right people as your uh, running mates. Yeah, you know, I think that's like a really... That's definitely a, a huge, a huge part of it. Um, uh, I have a, I have a friend who's starting a business, leaving. Um, I think he just, just left that, you know, a place similar to where I used to, to work um, may or may not be the same place. And uh, he's starting a company and, you know, we, we were talking a, a bit about, it. I, I was drilling him on who are you starting with? Right. But I think that's really, really important. Um, and it's something that can definitely set you off on the wrong, the wrong foot, you know, go, going back to that, that, um, piece from a Jay Agarwal that, you know, most people run out of time, a really easy way to um, suck at a lot of time is to have internal issues. You know, I think that's something that you got to remember that I, I think, as you said before to me, you know, the, the, the warfare is out there, right? It's not, it's not in. And I think it's really important. So, you know, I, I would say getting to know people, um, taking your time, you know, if you're running, if you're in a job and you're kind of waiting, wait a bit longer, you know, hang in there for a little bit longer and and try to sort of speak to people. It is really hard to sort of, you know, just suddenly pick like a co-founder as well. And that was sort of something that I, I felt really like pressured to do at the start is try to pick somebody to like go immediately. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who give you advice that you need to sort of find that. And so people who say, oh, it's a really important decision. You should take your time. I think if, if you're able to, if you have a really good idea, you can raise a bit of money around there. You can hire some people on or you can start with baby steps around just because you start a business doesn't mean you have to start a team that's going to run that business forever. You know, if there's ways to test some of your assumptions potentially um, through independent contractors, right? Somebody who, you know, taking a baby step in um, our uh, CTO now um, uh, who, you know, I get along with inc incredibly well. Like it's, it's strange how, how close we got quickly, which is cool though. It's still a very professional relationship, but like, you know, we really get each other. We trust each other's judgment. Like he was an independent contractor for us for a little while and I got to test him out, you know, and, and, and he got to test me out and it worked out really well. You know, it turned out he was a, he was a great fit and, and, it, and we were able to kind of uh, to have him start full time. And I pitched him, I brought him, I remember to, um, uh, to Louie Louie on like the 42nd floor of the, the St. Regis. Um, you know, he was, he's from, uh, he's from Gatineau and I was selling one on the dream selling one in Toronto. And, 
you know, and I said, I said, join us. And he, and he, and he did. Um, and, uh, you know, so always in, in debt to that place, <laughs> but that, that was, I think something that took me time. And I think it, you know, going through, I think, um, you know, if, if somebody, if you were kind of going out something on your own, if you have like a group of people and you have this great idea together and like that all works, then that's probably a really great place to start. Um, you definitely want to take some time to like test out though, how people are going to interact. How do you argue with these people? Um, you know, have you, have you and your team done any sort of team building activities? Could you do something as simple as, I don't know, um, go, go paintballing or something like some team sport or play a pickup basketball game um, with some people at a park? Like, is there something you can do to sort of experience each other in a team and competitive environment that allows you to, to try to test that out? And then if not, or if you're by yourself, you know, is there, is there a lighter way to go at it and say, I want to try to stack a huge team of people I'm going to spend the next four to 10 plus years with, um, you know, and just by chance of meeting this person, right. You know, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't marry somebody the second you saw them necessarily or within knowing them for a week. And so, you know, this is sort of a, a, you know, when you're doing those early days, it can feel a bit like a, like a marriage to a large degree. And I think you want to think, think through it to say, uh, you know, how do I assess that this is going to be the appropriate fit for everybody? Because a lot of people can, as you say, be awesome, be really good friends, be hilarious, be like the best people, but not, not a really good business partner for you. Right. Right. And some people can be totally not fun, cold, but an absolute beast when it comes to working with you on the business side. I think that's something that's like really important that you you aren't going to see. Um, one thing that I think just, just quickly, I, I might ask questions about that, but, but just quickly as a piece that's really important as well, that there's something I've gotten caught in a few times um, as you're going through and you're looking for advice, you know, especially around things like venture investing and startups and, and whatever. Um, I had one mentor give me a really good piece of advice, which is don't fall in love with a hero, right? I've had some people who've come in, I've been facing some issues and they come in with all the solutions and you're like, oh, this will just be perfect if I chase this person and, and I do everything they say. And, you know, it's really easy to give advice. Um, it is, uh, you know, it is something that you want to ingest as a part of your decision-making process. But if you find that you're like totally enamored by somebody you've just met and they seem like they can solve all of your issues, um, that you want to diversify opinions to a certain degree. Because that's definitely something that, again, if you're looking at, how do we elongate the amount of time we have? You want to be really efficient. And if you, you know, you've got something great and somebody comes in and stirs up a bunch of thoughts in your head and you're not really sure anymore, you know, you're stalling. You're not, you're not finding things out. You're not getting the data. That was very, very well said, man. I, I, I agree with everything you said. Ultimately, I feel like people don't get tired of hard work, but they do get tired of drama very quickly. And so the, the, if you can save yourself from drama, especially internal drama, I mean, you're bound to have some drama with clients, but uh, you certainly don't need to have any internally. So, so picking your team and then doing what you need to, to assess them and how good you're going to be. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is a lot like a marriage. I mean, you are, you are going to have a very fundamental relationship with these people, especially in a small company. You see them more than you would your spouse you know you're spending eight nine ten twelve thirteen fourteen hours a day with these people so it is critical um everything you said was beautifully said my man and i and i appreciate you joining us um 
there's one last thing I want to touch on with you. From the minute that we met and you openly discussed your ideas with me, I have always admired the fact that you have the uh, balls, you have the courage to approach people and ask them questions. And you have the humility to listen to them and, and hear what they have to say. And like you said, without them necessarily becoming a hero, but taking what they said into account. I've always appreciated that about you, and I've admired that in you because you balance it well. You do after it, you talk to people, you have the humility to listen to them, but then you internalize it and make your own decisions. And I think that is a beautiful quality to have in regardless of what you do, um, but especially in building a business and running a business. It's important to be able to speak to people, ask them questions, be curious, listen to them what they have to say, try and learn from it, but then make your own decisions so you can live with them and, and they make sense to you. So I appreciate that in you, James, and I appreciate you for joining us today. It really was awesome talking to you, my man. And, and I mean, you had some really great stuff to share. So much appreciated. Um, well, look, thank you so much, Ali. You know, been a huge influence on on me, you know, professionally, personally. I, you know, I'm so happy that we are friends. I think that's like, that's really cool. When we, when we first met, I, you know, could never have imagined, but this is, uh, this is great. And I really appreciate you having me on board. Likewise, my man. It's always been a pleasure and it's been a pleasure watching you grow your business. And uh, it's going to be an absolute pleasure watching you take it from where it already is a successful company to even greater heights. So all the best to you. Good luck to you. And I look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully soon. Awesome. Thanks, bud. All right, my man. Take care. See ya. See ya.